Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is August the 7th, 2014, and welcome to another Bright Side with Technisha. And I'm so glad that you're here today. Um, it's been kind of shaky a little bit. Don't know how many shows I probably will be doing in August, but I definitely will keep you up to date on that. And I appreciate all my followers on Facebook. Thank you for that. Every little bit does count. Today with me here is an inspiring woman, motivating, bright, glamorous, everything. Her name is Villa J. Powell. She is the author of 30-Day Journey to Transformation. And we will be discussing on transforming yourself, not just giving yourself one day, but 30 days to get the, to get yourself cemented. Um, welcome to the show, Ms. Villa. How are you today? I am well, my dear. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. It's an honor to have you on, knowing that you have done blog talk radio yourself and getting back into it. Well, thank you. And I am just so honored to be on your show. I, I there's one thing I wish is true is that we could actually reach to each other because I would say, please give me some of that hot man of peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's why I love doing I love doing the radio because you can reach out to so many people. I like you going to an actual radio station. I could just get to maybe just a select few, but with this Internet radio, I could reach out to whoever, Asia, Africa, China, doesn't matter. Very true, very true. And I am just thrilled and honored to be on your show. Thank you so much for opening you so- your program, your audience to me, and, and and loving me by opening your arms to a stranger because that's what I was. But now we're family, and I am just humbled, and I'm glad to be here with you today. Well, thank you so much. It is. It's, a, it's definitely an honor because, like I said, I know you have done Blog Talk Radio, but you're getting, in back, you're getting back into it, right? I am. <laughs> okay, awesome. Now, in your book, I love it. It's a beautiful cover too. Thirty day journey. Thirty day journey to transformation. What exactly is this book all about, Villa? This book is a resource to help people who are ready to go to that next level. It's a. It's. I'm coming alongside you, just like you said that. By being on this radio program, you can go to Africa, Asia, South America, everywhere, that that's what this book is. And not everyone, I can't be with everyone in the world one-on-one, but by having this book, I'm coming alongside you in spirit and saying, how can I be a resource? How can I be a help? How can I give my talents and, and my gifts, share those with you to help you take that next step to develop, evolve, and experience your life at your best place? Right. Yeah, see, that's a good thing about it. I know that gratitude is one key to happiness, and you mention it all the time on your Facebook page and in your book. What are some ways of practicing gratitude? One of the simplest ways to practice gratitude is to have a gratitude journal where you're going to be cognizant that either when you wake up or when you go to sleep, you're going to write down five things that you're grateful for. Well, some people actually carry it during the day, so they don't want to have to make a list 
right then, but during the day you may see someone that gave you a nice smile and you're like, I'm grateful for that smile. You find money on the ground or you just have a wonderful interaction with people. You have a beautiful day at work or you're just really feeling loved by the universe and you're able to write that down, but it's it's about making that connection, a cognizant connection, and then writing that down. Exactly, and you know this all began back. We could go as far back in history with 1863 with the Thanksgiving Proclamation with Honest Ab Lincoln, when he entreated wartime nation to acknowledge and say thanks for the blessings of fruitful fields and helpful helpful skies to these bounties. And Lincoln Road, which is so constantly enjoyed that we are prone to forget the source from which they come. Others have been added, which are of so extraordinary a nature that they cannot fail to penetrate and soften the heart, which is habitually insensible to the ever-watchful providence of Almighty God. So even this was brought along with one of our presidents years ago before our time, and gratitude is something that most of us don't take the time to get to do, but this is the moment that we need to focus on those things, especially if we focus on so much of the bad things, that's when you need to focus on the happy things while you're doing that at the same time. Uh, now, I agree, and I think, your- the beauty, right. I think the beauty of that quote that you gave from Abraham Lincoln that he wrote that in 1863 is that this country was in the midst of the Civil War. And so in the midst mm-hmm. of strife and confusion, he is able to say, let me be thankful. We have still have things to be thankful for, and I think that's the that is part of the challenge of gratitude is when we're skipping down the sidewalk and we're feeling all happy. Yes, I have. It's easy for me to be grateful, but when your family, you know, when you're planning the murder of your family because you're annoyed with all of them and you're on the driving in your car ready to flip everybody off or you're stressed out at work, that's the time when gratitude has that gift or gratitude has the capacity to refocus you and get you from that place of 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 the quagmire and be able to say, no, even in the midst of this strife or confusion, I'm going to find something to be grateful for and keep my spirit and keep myself in that space. Right. Well, I tell you, today is the day to just remove that from our life. Today, we I am welcoming everyone who's listening to the 30-Day Challenge. This is it. It's all about 30 days getting you transformed. Because it's funny how many people around us will support the complaining. But like I said, it's your will to remove that from your life today. So this is what we're going to be doing. No more complaining, people. Villa, in your, in your expertise or just experience in life itself, what are some specific ways to develop strategies for coping with stress and hardship? You know, I'm glad that you asked, and I love the title of your show, The Bright Side. And I thought today that I would talk about some of the, the bright side. Because, part, you know, gratitude, one of the things in my book, gratitude and solitude and meditation, and all those things can, can be very challenging. And oftentimes people are like, wow, what is that all about? But I thought today right. I'd talk about four things that I think from my book that are part of the bright side. What is, like, how can I deal with stress? Well, so there's four things I want to talk about. It's have fun, dance, laugh, and hug. These are all things that we can all do. I don't have to be sitting in my house or at church or at temple, but these four simple bright side things are are things that I can do to reduce the stress in my life. So I would like to, if you don't mind, I would like to read 
from my book, from my chapter on Have Fun. I don't at all. And Go it, right ahead, Villa. So here's a quote. We are driven by five genetic needs, survival, love and belonging, power, freedom, and fun. And that is a quote by William Glazer. And then in my book, I said, the question of the day, when is the last time you had fun? I mean, running through the sprinklers, flipping on the slip and slide, the swings, merry-go-round, blowing bubbles, pillow fights, laughing hysterically for no apparent reason fun. There is a reason children don't have ulcers, migraines, or heart attacks. They have fun. I like today's quote because it presents fun as a basic human trait. It's a necessity. I agree. So what can we each do within the next 72 hours to have some real fun? And I spoke about this on another program, and someone said, well, what about the person who says, well, I'm an adult, you know, I'm an adult. I don't swing and I, I don't skip. And my point is that that's why you got stress in your life. Children don't have ulcers. They don't have heart attacks. They don't have migraines because they have fun. And, you know, there's, I, would, I would challenge every person listening to this wonderful program, go to the park and swing on the swing or go down the slide. I mean, we love doing that as children. What, does being an adult mean that we have to just sit in an office and stare at a computer or be an entrepreneur just walking around doing your business? No, fun is one of the best ways to release stress. So someone challenged me and said, what are ways that adults can have fun? So one of the ways that adults can have fun is being community. That's part of the challenge is no one likes going to the park and being by themselves. Whenever we got to the park, we had a best time with our friends or strangers, kids would meet. So get in community and do something like this. Invite some of your friends over. You know, like you have a book club, so you can still have the wine and the cheese and the crackers, but play Monopoly or Shoots and Ladders or Operation. Those games, yes, they're still out there. And it got us to talking to each other. It got us to interacting. It got us to thinking. And it got us away from whatever was happening at the house at that time, playing Monopoly or Shoots and Ladders or Operation or any of those games. Invite your friends over. That is a way to have fun, and you can still have wine, so you can still do it in an adult way. Now, if you're really feeling adventurous and want to release some stress and have some fun, another game you can play is Twister. Now, I know you've got to be kind of flexible, red here, you know, left foot on red, right foot on yellow, but again, this is about forgetting about the day, leaving your cell phone and your Kindle and your Nook and all those things and having fun interacting with your friends. One other way to release right. stress is to dance. So in my book, I talk about have you seen those children in the grocery store? And, and children are really kind of the theme of the day because, you know, the Bible says that you've got to come to God as a child. And what is it about children? They are just chilled out. They, their minds are clear. They're open. They're creative. They want to play. They want to enjoy life. They want to love everybody. That's the challenge for us. And so I talk about, do you have you seen those kids in the grocery store, the ones dancing in the aisles? And I think, you know, I really don't like going to the grocery store, so it's probably a thing for me. But I think, why? How can you be happy here in the grocery store? But I think those children are listening to a soundtrack that we knew at one time, the song of our heart, the song that made us happy. 
and they're dancing to that song in the store or down the, you know, down the sidewalk with their parents. You ever see the kids, the parents are walking, carrying everything, little kids just skipping behind. They are still listening to that soundtrack, the soundtrack that we came to this planet, that is still in the back of our mind, the song of love, of joy, of peace, of hope, of prosperity, that song that God and the angels sing to us every day. And they're dancing to that. And I say, when you have the chance to sit out or dance, which is from a wonderful country song, take the chance and dance. Right. And as you said, Villa, fun is just not for kids. It's for us, too. And Cindy Looper, back in 1985, she even wrote a song, even though it don't have the man in it, but in her video, she had males in there. And it said girls just want to have fun. So we have to get Very true. We sometimes, we do, we get caught up in all the technology, myself included, and we forget. That's why on my off days, I like to just relax, have fun with my girls, and just remember, I need to do that too. That's why I'm going to end up doing probably this week or so next week and get go back to getting board games. That used to be my thing. I didn't have people to play with, but I remember, I remember them board games because I didn't grow up with my sisters or brothers. Everybody was old out, so, you know, I, I'm... Definitely going to end up trying to do that myself, get back into the fun of things. That's right, invite your friends. I mean, people love to do that. You know, and and, uh, my third thing is to laugh. And in my book, I talk about people who, my sister and I, when we were younger, uh, I used to do this imitation of a valley girl because I'm from the valley. I'm a valley girl. And I would do an imitation of a valley girl talking like Papa Smurf, which, of course, does not sound funny today. But to us, we did it. And I did it that one day, and it just cracked the two of us up. And we just laughed and laughed and laughed. And I talk about in my book that there's a show called Family Guy, which I have, I I will laugh and I'll maybe chuckle at something, but there are times where my husband is like on the floor, hysterical, just laughing hysterical. Even last night we were watching South Park, and there's just, I mean, you know, my daughter and I, again, you know, I think there's some humor that men get in a different way. We're just chuckling. He is just, like, almost where I need to call the paramedics because he can't breathe, just laughing hysterically. But that laughter, you know, a good laugh can help reduce stress. And, what you know, what are we looking at? What are we reading? You know, go to the Comedy Center or go out to the comedy clubs or get a comedy video. There, is, there are so many great people from Gabriel Iglesias to... Kevin Hart to old school like Lewis Black to people who can make us remember that everything isn't all, you know, gloom and doom. I know you try to watch the news, it's enough to make you want to get under the covers and never come out. But there are things that are happening in the world today that make us laugh. Some of those crazy videos they post on Facebook of kitty the kitty cat chasing a string and things like that. It's you know, the laughter. These And these this is free. And one of the things I like about laughter or dancing or having fun that unlike the, if you ever watch those commercials on TV, and they'll be like, take this pill and it'll help you with your depression. And I understand that depression is a real medical challenge and that people need pills. But sometimes when you listen to all those side effects after the fact, this may cause you to get cancer, have a heart attack, feel suicidal. And I think, well, maybe I need this deal with the other issue because the pill seems to be more harmful that there are no bad side effects to having fun, to dancing, and to laughing. That you can do those things as much as you want, you can do them all day, and you're not going to have any bad side effects. 
that, again, the very things that God has given us mm-hmm. to relieve our stress don't harm us. They are very good to us. And then my last thing, so you asked, what are the things that we can do to reduce stress? And I want to stay with the theme of your beautiful show, The Bright Side. So what are the bright things that we can do to reduce stress? Have fun, to dance, to laugh. And then my last thing is to hug, and I will uh, read again from my book. A hug okay, is a perfect on. gift. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. A hug is a perfect gift. One size fits all, and nobody minds if you exchange it. The saying goes, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I would like mm-hmm. to create a new saying that is similar in regards to hugs. A hug a day keeps the therapist away. Human touch is a gift from God, and a warm embrace can easily and quickly melt away tension, fear, doubt, and worry. So let's get some free therapy today. Hug away. Again, hugging that human touch, being embraced, being held close, all those things help reduce stress. And they're free, fun, and available all the time. Hmm. I like that. Hugging uh, helps stress and keeps the, well, yeah, all the work keeps the, uh, chiropractor away and the doctor away and everybody else because now you're engaging with others. And hugs are good for your heart. They said it helps lower blood pressure too. Well, everybody out there, don't get your blood worked up. Go out there and hug somebody, not just anybody. I didn't say go out there and start start hugging on psychopaths or serial I said just hug somebody that you know that you're familiar with. Very true. Very true. We'll put that little caveat. Right. It feels good. I love to hug. I love to smile. I work as a waitress, and people always ask me, oh, you always stay in a happy mood. How is that? I don't like to deal with stress. <laughs> I don't like to deal with anyone's issues too much. I like to just stay focused and be positive. I think that's naturally for the brain. It produces something for you inside. So everyone, like I said out there, if you can, give someone, show them love. Show them gratitude. Know that you appreciate them. In, in your words, Ovilla, what is exactly gratitude? Because someone might don't know what it is. You know, that's a very good point. I appreciate you bringing that up. That gratitude is having the eye to see the good around you and then expressing your thankfulness for it. You had a, You spoke about Abraham Lincoln today, and there's a quote from... Uh, President John F. Kennedy that says uh, something like gratitude, it isn't just talk, it's not just uh, how we talk, but it's how we live, having a gratitude as your lifestyle. And so you're seeing the good around you and then expressing thankfulness for it. Okay. That that definitely makes sense because a lot of people have so much hatefulness in their heart or you don't want to let go of something. That's what you mentioned in your book. I think when you talk about gratitude as well, it ties in with forgiveness. And your book mentions that about forgiving. You're not just, you're not doing it for that person, but you're doing it for yourself. You're asking God to forgive you for all your sins. It's not about that person. It's to help you to move on, to forget about the past because we get stuck. That was 
that is what holds us back from accomplishing what we need to accomplish because we don't know how to let it go. Which is very true, and that's why my book begins with gratitude and it ends with gratitude. It's like a circle that's enveloped you because once you have an eye for gratitude, to be able to see the good that's around you that, and to be able to express that, it then opens the door for other things like forgiveness. Oftentimes people are, it's hard to forgive because you can't see the good. And uh, in my book, as you talk about, I share a story about a woman who grew up with a mother who had horrible mental health issues. So she was locked in closets and, and left by herself. And as she began to grow and develop, there was just those areas where she couldn't move forward. And someone told her, you got to forgive your mother. And she said, forgive that horrible woman for what she did. Let her off the hook. And they said, no, this isn't about her. This is about you. Just let it go. That is not making what she did right. It's not making what she did better. But it's making you better. But it begins with having an eye to see the good. Having a, a capacity to be open. Working on right. yourself. And that, and then those other things, forgiving and and letting go, all become a part of your journey. But it begins with gratitude, and it ends with gratitude. I know, and that's hard for people to just even cope. They're right now probably saying, "What?" But it, it is so <laughs> true, people. Something that we're really afraid to read, and we all know what that is. And if you don't, it's the Bible. You have to read it and understand it and become one with it. You know, and when I think about it, it's so common to think of personal happiness as predetermined or at least uncontrollable. That can really contribute to the feeling of being stuck. Can we take our personal happiness into our own hands, Bella, or is our inner state of well-being something we can control? You are very right that it, it begins within, that I love the way you say it, my personal state of happiness. That just like if I was the control of my own state, just like the governor's in control of here, the state of California, over there in Atlanta, that they have control of what happens or the buck stops with them, you are very right that my personal state of happiness is under my control. And it begins with what do I let in my mind? What am I looking at? Uh, we were having a conversation on another program and I was saying is, what, do you, what kind of books are you reading? What are you watching on TV? One of the things that I had to do when I was in the process of wanting to change my mind was I had to stop watching this show called, it wasn't called Forensic Files, it was another show. But what the show was teaching me was, you've got to watch out. People are murdering people all the time. There's crazy profilers running, you know, crazy cycles running around. And, may, and all that may be true, but if I was watching four hours worth of that show, that means I was feeding my mind all that fear, all that negativity. And I'll say just um, you being out there in Atlanta, uh, I don't watch it, but some of my friends are watching The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And I said, what is that show teaching you? Is it showing you women working together as a community? Is it showing you women wanting to uh, build themselves up through education and entrepreneurship? Or is it showing you a bunch of women being catty? You know, what is the image? What are you reading? Are you reading, you know, fantasy and escaping? Or are you reading books that are empowering or encouraging you your personal state of happiness is 100% under your control. You are what you eat. And just like it's talking about physical food, what you feed your soul is what you will become and what you are. I caught a little glimpse of Wendy Williams' show today, and at the end of it, 
they were talking about celebrities. Um, I didn't know specifically what they were on, but one of the viewers had wrote on her Facebook page saying that, you know, these celebrities, they choose to do that. So either you're going to act ratchet or you're not. You know when not to act a fool, so you choose to want to be a fool. Because don't nobody have to. No one make it right. No one is making you making you do that. You choose to want to act that way. And, and yeah, we do. I will say I watch some of it for just entertainment, but I do try to distinguish between, okay, this is foolish and this is not right. And I would not even let my girls watch. I'd be like, ah, ah. Maybe try to enter my room. Be like, ah, ah, not the time. It's not a cartoon. <laughs> You're not watching it. Right, because I don't want them growing up on this. Because basically, to most people in society, it's garbage. You could just watch a bunch of cats fight all day instead of watching it. Very true. Very true. You know, there's a simple statement that uh, we talked about my book about transforming. You know, one of the things that you said about reading the Bible, and there's a beautiful statement in the Bible that says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. So transformation is about working in your mind. It's not about how you dress on the outside, how your hair looks, how your nails look, how what kind of house you live in, what kind of car you have. All those things are great. I mean, my husband and I have a luxury car, and we live in a nice house, and I get my nails done. So I'm not saying those things are bad, but transformation starts from the inside out. And the Bible says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that it's in my mind, <clears throat> excuse me, that my transformation begins. And so you talk about my personal state of happiness. Am I going to choose to be ratchet or am I not? It's in my mind. If I have right thoughts in my mind, my actions are going to be right and the way I express myself are going to be right. And so just the example you brought up that if I have toxic thoughts in my mind, I'm going to have toxic, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to have toxic actions and I'm going to express myself in a toxic way. So again, your, that statement you made, I'm just loving it. My personal state of happiness depends on me making an effort to renew my mind, get my thoughts right, renewed mind, renewed actions, renewed self-expression. And that's what my book is about, being that resource of helping us to renew our mind and walk in that path of transformation. Exactly. I do agree with that 100%. Do you think the fact that thankfulness can make us happier indicates anything about human nature or our relationship to God? I think it it shows all of that. One of the things that when you take a look at the miracles of Jesus, uh, the seeding of the 5,000, the very first thing that happens when he gets that young boy's lunch, okay, so we got to try to feed 5,000 people off a boy's snack, he, he expresses gratitude. He lifts up his head and with thankfulness for what everyone else saw is not enough, he expressed gratitude for this being more than enough. And the beauty of that story is not just that he fed 5,000 people, because they only counted the men, so there were more people than that there. And they took up 12 baskets. So when you are in that place, that gratitude, that what everyone else sees is not enough, you see is enough, and you give thanks to God, it will become more than enough. So definitely, I agree, it has to do with our relationship with God. And again, I love that statement. I'm going to have to steal that statement. So if you hear me say that, I'm giving you credit. My personal state of happiness. My personal state of happiness. Right. And no one should have to steal your joy away. Can't no one really. 
sell your drug away. You let them in. You're giving them the right to do it. They can't come in and just take it. My husband always tell me this quote, and I'm going to live by it to the day I leave this world. You give up your rights when you open your door. The police cannot arrest you if you do not open up your door. They can bang on it. They can hit it all they want, but they can't get in unless you give up your rights. The same way, if you answer your phone, you're giving up your rights to listen to that person's problems. So if you open up your mind to that foolishness, you gave up your rights to your happiness. So that's how I see it. <laughs> but what we're going to do, we're going to take a short commercial break, and we're going to come back and to, and to discuss that more about the book and get more transformed in your life. So do not touch that dial. You stay tuned. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio. There's only one station that will keep you happy. Blog Talk Radio. We're taking more of your calls at 347-426-3751. Stay tuned. We'll be back after this commercial break. This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. My name is Amanda. I work with women who are trying to quit smoking. And I have some tips for you in case you're pregnant or thinking about having a baby. First thing is, keep trying to quit. Or better yet, don't start smoking. It can cause premature birth, which can then increase the risk of your baby having developmental delays, problems with eyesight, breathing, and more. So don't give up. There are people like me who are here to support you. Because I know what can happen if you don't quit. Your baby could be born two months early and weigh only three pounds. She could be in the NICU for almost a month put in an incubator and fed through a feeding tube that goes through her nose down into her little stomach. I know that because I smoked while I was pregnant. And that's what happened to my little baby. I quit. You can too. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. For the most accurate health information, visit www.cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO. All right, we're back on the air with lovely Villa Power talking and discussing about Transformer, and she's also the author of 30-Day Journey to Transformation. And this is getting yourself concreted, seeing in it, in it together. We take one day, but can we go with the 30-day challenge? And that's what we're doing. We're putting all the complaints to the side. It's about taking that opportunity, that chance, being courageous enough to go 30 days. Can you do it or not? Now, with this book, what are some challenges you've encountered going through 30 days journey? Well, I appreciate you even creating that 30-day challenge and that it's, it's consistency. That the okay. challenge is being consistent about, right. like you said, my personal state of happiness. And one of the challenges for me is really taking the time to be still. That okay. gratitude, uh, I can, I'm, I'm a talker, so I'm okay with expressing that, and I can also write it. But the challenge for me is to be quiet. Because in the quiet, that's when my thoughts get to me. And that is the, the the biggest challenge for me is to take that time to be still. And I like that because when the Bible says that be still and know that I am God. 
And so I have that opportunity in that stillness to really experience God in a whole new way, in a way that isn't about me, in a way that is all about God. And that that's my first challenge. And, that, and that's hard to do. You have to actually be quiet and listen because God speaks to you, but if you're not willing to sit down and be still, like you said, then you will miss the message. As they always say, and we know we don't watch Medea where she joked about peace and still, but it's in reality, it's true. You have to be still in order to get the peace and hear the message. Now, when it comes to your book, how would you actually describe the book? Well, the book is a 30-day, it's a daily devotional for 30 days. One of the things I, it says that if in 21 days you can change a habit. So if you add those extra nine days, the 30, day, 30 days will help you, as you said at the beginning, is to cement that habit. So this is a daily devotion. And again, it's about helping you get your mind right at the beginning of the day. So because once I open that door and I walk out in everyone else's world, I want to make sure that I'm taking my best, my positive, my whole, my filled with love and joy and grace world with me, and I begin that by taking time to read the, the section in my book, and that helps get me focused, and I walk out that day saying I'm grateful or I'm going to remember to be silent or make sure that I meditate or have fun, dance, and hug. And so once you go through the book, then I say is let it be a random resource to you, that maybe mm-hmm. you say, well, what is God speaking to me today? And just let the book open to where right. it may. And then take that as the voice of God speaking to you that day. Right. It is. I mean, I tell you, gratitude, it can heal, energize, and transform our lives in a myriad of ways that you just have to be willing to want to do it. Now, it's common to think of gratitude as an obligation, something we owe to our benefactors, but I think you suggest that it's more than just an obligation. Are you saying that gratitude works for our own self-interest and well-being? Oh, definitely. <laughs> definitely. That Because when you're initially being, grat- being grateful, it's about training your brain to see the good. Because good is all around us. It's everywhere. Right. One of the things is that one of the, the things that I love about the creation story, the first creation story in the Bible is where God's just doing things and he says, let there be. And then when God's done, God says, that's good. Then he creates, then there's creation the next day. And when the creation's done, God says, that's good. And the next day, I think, wow, well, you're creating this stuff. Shouldn't it be good? But that good is an affirmation of, wow, I'm grateful. I see the good in all of these things. And I always laugh to myself because on the fourth day of creation, that's where creepy crawly things are made. And I always say that I wish God would have had a conversation with the woman before that day. So we could say, listen, now, I know you want to make some creepy crawly things today, but let's talk about roaches and spiders and mosquitoes. Let's have a conversation. But even on that day, the day that those things were made, at the end, God says, that's good. So the challenge about gratitude, you want to have the mind of God is to be able to look at something at the end of the day and still say, that's good. Right. Now, thinking of that, what you just mentioned on the 
roaches and the price. I can understand everything else probably why they were created, or maybe I don't, but just thinking that I do. I just don't <laughs> understand roaches. I don't. I would never understand roaches. I don't I'm with you on that. Right. They just. They but just you know there are your some. But you know there are some roaches that are in foreign countries that actually do things that are beneficial, like the dung beetle. Those types of bugs actually help the environment. So, yeah. So they have a bigger purpose. I'm just saying that uh, that's true, that even on that day, that even somehow on the day that those creepy things were made, creepy to me, God is able to say it's good. And that's what gratitude is, is be able to take a look. You know, like you say you work in a restaurant, you're a waitress, and I'm just, I, you have the patience of, of a saint because I, 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 I don't have that type of patience. I think, wow, someone left that restaurant thinking, wow, I had a nice lady take care of me today. And they were able to say, in the midst of everything else, you know what, I might have had a bad day, but my waitress was amazing. That's good. And that's what gratitude is about helping me. Right. And I try to keep the same attitude every day, Bill. And one of my coworkers, she always tell me that. She said, I don't care who it is. You always maintain that attitude. Because she said she can't do it. It's hard for her. She said the customers can probably tell when I'm in that in that mood. And I well, I think it's easy for me to do it because I try not to bring my problems to work or even think about it. And we all have our ups and downs, but I feel like this when a customer's at the table, my issues are not their problem, and that's how I have to see it. And even when I do be mad and it feel like I'm showing, it look like my my smile always come out. I'll be like. Darn it, did, I, did my attitude show? And it never possibly, the customer never sees it somehow. I'm always just so friendly. I'm a, I'm a friendly person. Even when I try to get mad, it never comes out right. Right, because my friends would tell me that you never can get mad correctly. I'm like, what is the correct way to get mad? That's true. One of the things is that as you work on elevating your mind and, and creating yourself in a better space, that anger is a part of, a, a part of life. No one's saying not be angry, but there's a way to express. You don't have to be throwing stuff and cussing and having a fight. You can still express your anger in a way that is fitting with your transformed lifestyle. And you're just minding that. Exactly. And it doesn't feel good. I have went through a scenario in my house where I did that, and it does not feel good whatsoever. And you end up really have to apologize for care about you, because I went to the episode when I got serious, I was like, oh my God, I felt like the world was coming, not coming to an end, but it was just one of them special days, it was my cousin's wedding, and I really wanted to go to it, and it didn't happen the way that I needed to, and everybody was not on the same page, and I felt like I was deceived, and I let another side come out of me, but I had to end up going back and think, evaluate, like, that's not the correct way, my children seen the ugliness, and I was like, ugh. Mommy, you got to react a different way. So, no, that's not a good way. Let's not throw stuff, people. It, it's, it really is hurtful, especially when you have little ones and they don't understand what's going on. Like, oh, Mama, what is that? So I had to go back apologize. Mommy didn't mean to act this way. We're going to do it this way the next time to, to express my anger. But um, going to my next question, what can people get in terms of self-development from reading 30-Day Journey to Transformation? That is a very good question. Thank you. And that, again, self-development. And this is about you and me and and the people wanting to improve. That 
whatever situation you're in, your mindset got you there. Now, if you're ready to develop and improve, you can't. The same mindset that got you to step A is not the same mindset that's going to get you to step B. There has to become that process of renewing your mind, and that's what how my book operates as a self development. It's a, it's a, um, it has a. I say there's a method to the madness. So the first seven days are about getting yourself centered and focused. Okay. So that's why we begin and go there. So those first seven days of gratitude, solitude, meditation, be you, prayer, love, and forgive. That those first seven things are the fundamental aspects of getting yourself focused and dealing with your personal state of happiness, dealing with your personal state of being on this way of of transformation, getting your eyesight right. That's what we're talking about with gratitude, taking that time. To be by yourself, meditating, which is listening to God, being you, learning who you are, knowing that when, you know, one of the things I've just loved about listening to your previous programs and listening to you today is that when people say that, you know, Technisa is happy. Now, she's a mother and a wife and a friend and a radio host and a waitress. But outside of all those things, the real you is a divine reflection of the love of God, that you are a beloved person, a prosperous person, an abundant person, a healed and whole person. And as you get to know yourself, you're then able to continue to move forward. And I talk about prayer and I share a story about my um, mother. That Prayer isn't about bargaining with God or demanding. Prayer, again, is believing that God is who God said God was, which is love. And then loving yourself, giving love away, and then forgiving. And then once, these are things that I do on myself, and then that next step is about fellowship, getting back in communication, interacting with people. Like we talk about playing board games and things like that. And then the end of my book, the last three days are about surrender, step of faith, and then again gratitude. So these personal development, it's, it's about process, about working on myself, working on my community interacting, and then again, checking in with myself. Because it's a process. You know, one is, I have a butterfly in the cover of my book, and what I love about that is that the cow killer becomes a butterfly, but then it doesn't die that day. It isn't like, wow, I did it. I was a caterpillar, now I'm a beautiful butterfly, and I dropped dead. No, now the butterfly has a different journey. All transformation. It's, just, it's about going into that new place. It's not about, I'm transformed, yay. Now live in that aspect and go on that journey of transformation. Right. That is so true. It is. And even if it's not a butterfly or a California into a butterfly, every living thing out here transforms, whether they all go from being small to getting bigger, including the roaches. Yeah, we're going to include those. They're <laughs> part of the world. <laughs> even though we might don't like them, but I will keep me a can of right. That's true. <laughs> I can't have anybody who's not paying rent around here lounging. <laughs> That's, That's very true. That's very true. But the important is well taken that that the transformation, one of the things I remember after my daughter was born is my sister was there, and she said, you know, the strange thing is, is that you can't go back. You can't fold your baby back up and put her back in your womb. That once they come out, you can't end that. 
I look at her now, 22 years old, and I think, well, what happened to the five-year-old that I had? Because you can't go back. No, you can't. And that's the beauty of the caterpillar to the butterfly. I'm a science nerd. I was watching, and one thing that I didn't know is that when the caterpillar gets in that chrysalis, it actually Mm -hmm. liquefies. So it stops being a caterpillar. It actually liquefies, and then that process, it starts again, and it comes out as a butterfly, and that the caterpillar and the butterfly are two different animals. They're not the same creature, but that the butterfly can't go backwards, and that's what transformation, that is what I'm hoping to be a resource about is that as you do your self-development, increase your personal state of happiness, focus on those things, get your mind right, that there's no going back, that you have so changed that you can only continue to move forward. Right. And that's just like the caterpillar, we have to find our way. We got to look for that place to, well, liquefy, you know, get be, become still, as we said. You don't have to wrap around a tree like a caterpillar, but it's, it's, you know, it's a metaphor. We all can grasp it. Now, what would you say that one has to be courageous to follow your 30-day transformation? Wow, courageous is a big word, but I'm going to agree with you, yes. Because everyone talks about wanting to be better. I want to change my life. I want to improve. But, you know, just like Yoda said in Star Wars, stop trying and do. It is courageous to do something different. I uh, have a friend, and he posted on Facebook, what is it, how can I pray for you today? And I sent my prayer request. And part of it was that I would be bold and, and step forward into things. And his prayer request was not not only agreed that I would be bold and step forward, but he prayed that God would close the path behind me so I can't go back into my comfort zone. And I'm not, I'm not sure I'm asking for all that, but I thought there is wisdom in that. So, yes, there is it's one thing to say, I want to move forward. But it is courageous to walk out of your safe place. It is courageous to come out of your comfort zone. So I agree as to be in that place where you're not just talking about it, but you're going to get a resource and then work on that resource for it. Like you say, the 30-day challenge, it is courageous. Right. It is. Um, Now, gratitude, it finds a wide expression throughout ancient writings and practices, which we know this is going back decades of history. What do you make of gratefulness being so central to human spirituality and religion? Because it is the key. It's the key. Gratitude opens your eyes. Oh, and it opens the eyes of your soul. And that's where I connect with God. So it's, when I first begin gratitude, you know, I say, I'm thankful for this. And I'm, oh, I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this. But eventually, as I begin to say, I'm grateful for my car, I'm grateful for my house, I'm grateful. You hit those things that your eye can see, but eventually your heart will begin to speak to you about those things you're grateful for, those eternal things, things that aren't going to change. And that is where you get connected. It's about having that divine eye, or in my pastor say, seeing with the eye behind the eye and hearing with that ear behind the ear, hearing from that and seeing and acting from that true person that I am, that you can break my arm, but you didn't hurt the real me because the real me is inside my body and that it's 
gratitude is getting, letting that part of me fresh, and that part of me is always whole, always perfect, always right, because that is a part of me that is connected to God, to the divine. And gratitude is inviting me into that place and also opening the door for the true me to express. Well, as we always learn, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words would never hurt me. Cliche never dies. <laughs> now, right. what advice would what advice would you give on living a happy and fulfilling life? I think the first, my first word of advice is believe that you can have a happy and fulfilled life, and that you deserve that. That that is, right. you know, John ten ten. I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That that is what we're about. If you believe in God, or as my friend says, Big Gus, so God, universe, or spirit, you choose the word that's best for you. That happiness, abundance, prosperity, opulence, joy, peace, and prosperity, that is my right, and that is who I am. And it's having the belief, you know, if you believe that you can eat chocolate cake and not gain weight, you can eat all the chocolate cake in the world, you're not going to gain weight. But if you believe that one bite of chocolate cake is going to make you gain weight, that is what will happen because it's what it's... It, uh, that is what is in your mind. And so, again, the first step to having a happy and fulfilled life is believing that you de- that, that is what you deserve and opening yourself to that and then looking for ways to increase your happiness and make way for those things to come into your life. Exactly. And we just have to overcome the mental obstacles, the business, the business, the forgetfulness, taking things for granted and a sense of entitlement, all diminished possibilities for gratitude. And we do. We take life as granted rather than for granted. I mean, well, you know, what I meant to really say is take life as granted rather than for granted. Instead of saying, I have to do this, try to say, I get to do this. You got to sense Thank that you. you're lucky. Right. We got to stop doing that. We, we always say, look, I don't think our God goes for luck. It's blessings that when I hear it on the news, oh, I'm lucky. Really? You're lucky? You're lucky? <laughs> I don't know about that one. They always get me furious when they say, oh, I'm lucky. Well, my God, I guess we all live off luck. What happened to that? God maybe have helped you through the situation that you saw another day. I'm, it's just things that people got to realize. But um, let's let's turn to the process you followed when writing the book, what process did you have to go through to write this? Well, this book is actually the result. I used to send out a daily inspirational email because what I found is that there are a lot of people that don't like church or don't want to go to church or have been turned off by church, but they still have a real desire for God. They have a real desire to develop spiritually. And those were people that I was interacting with who, because they know that I have a a spiritual background, and were wanting to work with me. And I thought, well, it's again the challenge of uh, having the time to work with people one-on-one. What is a way that I can reach out and and touch more people than one at a time? And so I told this group that I would do a daily inspirational email and that that would, and, and you can invite whoever you want. So it grew from a few friends to many people, and I would send it out. And so it would start with a quote, 
And then I would expound on that quote, a spiritual principle, or uh, inviting them as uh, along with me on this journey of development. And so those daily inspirational emails, I chose 30 of them that I thought best fit, as you said, how do I begin my personal development, that best fit that way to begin and continue on that journey of transformation. And that's what the book is. Uh, the my process is that I self-publish through Balboa Press, which um, is the self-publishing arm of Hay House. So people, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, uh, people like that who uh, are with Hay House, I publish through their self-publishing arm. And I had a great group of people who worked with me. Actually, the butterfly on the cover of my book was created by them. I told them I wanted a butterfly. I was expecting a picture. And when I saw this design, I said, well, I don't like that. And my husband said, why not? Anybody can take a picture of a butterfly and put it on the cover of your book. So this is something that was created. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to honor that creation. And and, um, that's how it went about. Now, the journey of that was learning to overcome my procrastination, letting go of my fears about whether I can do this or not. And uh, as part of self-publishing, you pay to have your book published. And I had one payment due one last payment due, and I got laid off from my job. And when I came home and after I cried in my husband's arms, he said, when we get your last paycheck, we're going to pay your last payment. And I said, we can't do that. We need the money. He says, no, we're committed to your book. And so in the midst of what appeared to be not having enough, we paid that last payment, and here it is. My book is published, and I have the opportunity to be on this wonderful program to talk about it. So the journey was about overcoming my procrastination, my fear and and lack of belief in myself, and taking a step of faith when it seemed like it was better to do something else. See, that's all you had to do, and that's what a lot of us have to do. We have to stop procrastinating and get right to it. And that's exactly what you do. I find it quite amazing that you have this book down that you're able to help others and I hope everyone takes this step forward to do the 30-day challenge. Are you working on any new projects that you would like to tell us about? I'm in the process. Well, I am an inspirational speaker, so I do that all the time. So when, uh, when I get invited, I go and I speak at churches, and I participate in seminars. I'm a keynote speaker. And right now I'm just, my book is really my baby, and I'm enjoying talking about it and uh uh, interacting with people about it, and I am working. There's a wonderful woman who has a, a radio program that's called Island Success, Island Success Story, and she does an annual uh, uh, conference. And I told her, well, don't just do it over there in New York, so we're going to work on and do uh, I Am a Success Story West. And I am coming back to Blog Talk Radio in September, and Technicia we can get our calendars together, and I would love to have you on as a guest because I know that you have gifts and talents that you would love to give to people, and I would love well, to you. give you the opportunity that to do that. Fun. Well, instead of saying thank you, I'm going to say gratefully yours or grateful. I am very grateful for that because that's going to be our word today, grateful, and that's what <laughs> we're going to do. Now, before we get off the air, Bella, or is there a website people could find you and also purchase your book? Yes, so you can find my, very simple, www.30daydourneytowardstransformation.com, the name of the book, 
And the very first page, you'll see the cover of my book, and you can purchase the, off my site there at Amazon, or you can just go straight to Amazon and you can put in my name and you'll find my book. Or you can also buy it off of Balboa Press, which is the company that I publish through. And also, you can always email me there through Contact Us. And I'd love to talk with you. I do. I'm grateful that you came on to the show and all the inspiring words today. Thank you so much, Bella. So it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't so graciously and lovingly opened the door for me to do that. And I am grateful for this opportunity and for you and for your courage to do a radio show. Well, thank you. My my intentions are to be a news reporter, but I'm still waiting on that opportunity, but I love to still communicate with people. So that's why I'm with this. But I can't wait for September to come and be on your show. I'm looking forward to it. We'll email Thank and I'll get a date. I sure will, Bill. I'll make sure I stay in contact with you. Thank you. Please do. Well, everyone, this is Villa J. Powell. Please purchase our book, 30-Day Journey to Transformation. And the truth of the day from my friend Mary Ellen, compassion is the ability to feel for others and should serve as your inspiration for your actions. Compassion is the ability to recognize that someone else's circumstances are causing them pain. Live with the desire to do good, putting aside concerns related to self so you can help others. When you allow your compassion self to guide you, you will find time and energy to make a positive difference in the world. You should live your life caring about your fellow human beings. Aid them as they move through their challenges. Today, give your time and or resources. Enjoy the day. Everyone, I will see you soon. God bless you. And expect to see me in September on Village A Power Show. I would definitely let you know of that. But don't let anyone stress you out today. It's all about gratitude. Go and use it. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.